Hello, and welcome to this one time at OU. This is Roz, fine solo tonight. Thanks for joining us. We have Dino Stanley with us tonight. It's really the crunch part two, because if you listen to my previous podcast with uh, Bill and Matt, his fellow crunch bandmates, uh, this is part two, or this is the Dino show show solo, whatever you want to take it. And we are so looking forward to talking to him about his memories with The Crunch, which was a really popular band at OU in the late 80s and early 90s. And they played so many times and have so many memories. And he is ready to tell us some great stories. Welcome, Dino. Roz, what do you say, our OU sister? How are you tonight? I am good. I am so glad we our technical difficulties finally have been overcome because not only were we not able to get you on with Bill and Matt, which was such a bummer, um, but then even tonight we had a few moments of technical difficulties. So thanks for hanging in with us. <laughs> so what years exactly were you at OU? Uh, I got there in the uh, winter of 83. Uh, and graduated in 89. Okay, so we just missed each other. Cause I, well, no, we were there at the same time. I graduated uh, a little later. But yeah, I started in 87, actually. So I definitely remember the crunch and having lots of fun times. I mean, I don't remember a lot of specifics <laughs> other than dancing and having fun. And just being at so many fun parties and events and What's some of your favorite stories from those times? Rainies were our bigger years. Um, That's when uh, Paul Newman, not the actor, but uh, Paul Newman was like, (laughs) Paul Newman was was an acoustic guy in Athens that was kind of a solo guy uh, that used to sit in with some bands. And he was, they did like some dead stuff and some other thing. And our original singer, Brian Wolbers, at the time, who we wrote a lot of our early originals with, that were some of the originals that were our mainstays throughout our, throughout our years, uh, was, was, was leaving. And Paul kind of morphed right in. Paul, we lived, I lived way out in uh, Amesville. And Paul lived near me down the road. And I kind of drove up to his house one day and said, look, you know, why don't we why don't we join forces? And he's like, oh, I'm kind of this solo guy. And I said, look, you know, we'll this little mini baby super group, you know, and we'll be your backing band and you can do your thing. He was a great musician, could really deliver a song, you know, and, and opened up our repertoire into some, some of the dead, Grateful Dead stuff and kind of took us in a different direction while we kept, you know, our original direction but uh you know that we we kind of honed our craft in a bunch of different places we were playing at one point uh in the early 90s we were playing and i i was our manager it's kind of funny how i became the manager but uh, i was our manager and i kept track of all that at one point we were playing like 240 nights a year and and that's that's just crazy numbers like when he just some road dogs and um i actually became the manager we played at ruby tuesdays in columbus on a sunday night 
which was kind of like the crappy night. That's the only way we could get in to Columbus. And we went in and just like packed the place like crazy. And uh, uh, the lady uh, came up at the end of the night and gave us like, and that, I remember they were charging like three $3 at the door. And, and there was literally like 300 people came through the door. And, and she came up at the end of the night and gave us like $300. We all kind of looked at each other. And I was like, hey, you know, this ought all the money. And she was like, oh, no, yeah, that's it. I, I said, no, that, that's not right. And she said, you guys want to play next Sunday? I said, we do. I said, but we'll bring our own doorman, and he'll take the money. She said, oh, we don't do that. And I said, okay. Um, I said, we'll bring I with a cat into the night. We'll just square up by the count. And and those guys, like, look over, and they go, like, uh, uh, era in Columbus and kind of helped us, you know, move on through there. And the third Sunday, she uh, just let me have our own doorman. And he, he just money and she just kind of left us alone. I think she was pretty happy with, with, you know, the, the volume of people coming in. And I know Matt hit on this. We had, I had an eight o'clock Monday morning class. It was the only time it was offered there. Uh, it was small group discussion. Uh, and it was a tea class. And I remember I, I was just literally dragging in there every morning. It was a, a one day a week class in, uh, Monday morning, 8 a.m. Look, I work in Columbus on Sunday nights. He's like, I don't care. I said, look, I, we're, I've, I've got student loans. I said, I work. I'm putting myself through school. I make good money. It's good money to turn down. And and I think I ended up getting like a D plus in that class. <laughs> but uh, and I feel like I had to go back and take it over. But when green and we were playing that song, Rot. That was an original, and it was, uh, uh, it's a hard, fast, heavy tune. It says, you know, all I ever really wanted to do was rot away with you. And it, it was one of our, like, cult favorites. And R-O-T-T, rot, like the crowd goes nuts. Like, they're just all keyed up and jacked up because it's late, and it's a hard, fast song. And at the end of the night, the bar owner comes to me and says, right. look, I want to show you something. And he takes me into the bathroom and the bathroom is just destroyed. I mean, like toilets half off and the urinals busted off the wall and everything. Just, it, they just broke, just destroyed the bathroom. And he said, you guys owe oh me a new my bathroom. God. And I said, hey, man, like, like we're not responsible, you know, for your bathroom and what these, these people do. And he, he said, you all will never play the song in here again. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, uh, okay, we can we can deal with that. <laughs> Man, I learned when uh, I interviewed Tony from the Bar Tonys that how much people can destroy the bathrooms. Like, he t he's like, ah, eh, it's just part of doing business. Uh, it was his attitude because he's a great guy. But, yeah, that's a, a, a pretty bad problem if you're a bar owner, apparently. <laughs> Why do people get drunk and want to rip the urine off the wall? I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> go, go take it out in the bathroom. 
<laughs> what's one of the craziest have you uh, ever seen we were in cleveland we used to play in the flats and like what's the craziest thing you've ever and seen up a fan do and uh those were two of the big areas for us and we did those for a lot of years but uh, in the flats one night we're playing i can't remember the name of the place we used to play at rum runners a lot but this was not rum runners it was somewhere else it was after like uh a football game on a, it was a Monday night. It's a Monday night football game. And we, we actually we played the Steelers and lost in the closing moments. Won't ever forget that. <laughs> but uh, these guys are just sitting. <laughs> I, know, I know that's right. I know that's, uh, that's right. all turned around now. Thank uh, God. It's all and I heard around. Roethlisberger's <laughs> running to speak Canadian because he's getting ready to go play up there. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a joke. That's a joke. Canadian, he's he's being demoted. Oh, uh, sorry, I had. Hey, to. but hey. Uh, we're in the flats <laughs> playing that same song again, Rod, right at the end of the night, and these guys are just standing at the back of the bar, just like busting beer bottles on the wall, <laughs> just standing there. Like, <laughs> like, these guys are really jacked up. This is uh, in the flats in Cleveland. Yeah. Wait, this is at Putin Bay. But. P- but oh, one of the ones the is, uh, Go ahead. They're bust uh, we, oh, we finished crazy. playing and, Go ahead. Sorry. and there's a guy just kind of laying out in the street and, and the, the cops are standing over him and they're going, fella, if you can get up and walk away, we'll let you go. <laughs> and we're all sitting there rooting for him. Like, come on, man, get up, get up. You can do it. And like, like the guy can't even get up and they're like, oh, shoot, man, we got to arrest him, Joe. Times <laughs> like, up there. You tried. You know, all the little backyard parties we played kind of turned into bigger, bigger shows and bigger things. And we put out a couple CDs back in the day when I'll, I'll give you a, a, a great correlation. The first CD we did was 89 and it was what people started calling the classic crunch, which I thought was kind of funny. We did, we did, we did a total of three CDs. And, um, the first one we did was at John Schwab studio. It cost us $10,000. That was recording, mastering, packaging, everything. That was back in the days of the long box. When the CDs came in a long box. Now, you can do all of that for pennies right. in your basement that audio wise clarity, you know, sonically sounds great. Uh, you could probably do, you know, but back then we were one of the first, you know, local bands that had a CD. It was kind of cool, you know, and, and, I was going to say what was really right. funny. No, that's great success. Several years that's later, wonderful. did you? I found. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. This is seven years after that CD came out. It was in the towards the later part of the nineties. I found a case of CDs still in the box. There's like twenty five in a case, maybe fifty, and. And so I'm driving, I'm just living in Columbus. We, we all kind of migrated to Columbus after we graduated because we were working in Cleveland and Cincinnati and other areas. What's that? 
Uh, yeah, you didn't stay uh, in Amesville too you know, long. That, that was our central location because we you didn't stay in Amesville too long. Columbus was just a, you know logistically the place to be. Athens was too far of a drive from Cleveland on those late nights, and so Columbus, right, to right, Columbus to Cleveland. We were playing Evansville, Indiana. We did some stuff down at the beach, and which is kind of crazy. I can't really get into those stories, but. Uh, yeah, those were some. Uh, oh, that's wow. some stuff we can't really talk about. That sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah. No, they put it, they would, would put, you yeah, uh, stay at Put Bay when we you went there? I imagine. There, I hope you wouldn't get right on the ferry and leave. Stayed on the island for the weekend, and we would do. You know, you did an afternoon matinee show. Uh, and then you did an eve. So we would do like a Friday night show, a Saturday show, and then a Saturday night show. And of course, we were younger then, and it was, you know, it was not, we were in good shape too, because we were playing all the time. So uh, it, it, it wasn't hard, but uh, looking back on it, I mean, I don't know how we ever made right. it out of Bay. If you could, if you if you work up there weekends, and we would work one or two weekends a month sometimes, uh, and you can make it out of there, you're you're and to talk about it, you're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. That place is crazy. <laughs> Well, back to Athens, uh, the, I, Matt and Bill told some story about having to fly because of so many shows yeah. that, you had, that you had to get some sort of yeah, plane was, uh, pretty, to uh, make it to some show, and that you did and, not appreciate um, it, they said. How many times did you do that? Uh, we did it a couple times, and uh, the, uh, I only remember uh, the guy's name. How many times did he you have worked, to do that? He was a pilot. OU or in pilot school, and then we called him Flyboy. I don't remember his name. That was just his name. And and uh, he would fly us up to Cleveland and to fly. So we'd like fly up there and play, and then fly back uh, to course. Athens and play that <laughs> night. And I remember a couple times, uh, some guys were you know, of course, this is way before cell phones. And I remember we were playing Athens one night. And the guy goes, like, hey, man, like my buddy said, he saw you guys today in Cleveland playing. You couldn't have been there playing and you're here playing tonight. And I'm like, no, yes, we were. <laughs> it's like how, like we flew up and flew back. The guy's like, what? <laughs> it was pretty fun. And there was, there was this bad storm came in one time. Uh, and, well, total and rock I stars, just, of course. I don't fly well to begin with. <laughs> and uh, those guys kind of laughed at me for about an hour. I mean, I'm like white knuckle in the seat. And uh, I'm like, uh, this is good. We got to get around. And, you know, I'm, I'm not this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not flying to Cleveland in two-day shows. Uh, so that was kind of fun. So weren't you the man? <laughs> I was, and I booked all that stuff. <laughs> You know, and uh, and it was fun, and and I had a nice little network. Like I say, we we lived in Columbus, and I would book. Like, <laughs> we would do the flats, 
uh, on a Friday night. On a, we would do the flats on a Thursday night and then put in bay on a Friday and Saturday and then go home. And then during the week, it, we would do, we played this place called Presley's every Wednesday in Columbus forever. So we would do like a Wednesday in Columbus and a Thursday in Cleveland in the flats and then the weekend and putting back. So as to not have to drive so far all the time, but we were, we were working like four and five nights a week for, you know, about five years solid. Um, right. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, all those Mac schools knew us and uh, we played Damn, on the circuit how, called it all started in Athens at an ACC in NACA, and it was like the National Association of College, something or other. And these booking agents just booked us all over the place. So we played like Cleveland State, Bowling Green, Kent State, Miami U, uh, you know. I, yeah, we were all, and they were good paying gigs. I mean, uh, high dollar, top top notch money. That yeah, everywhere. Where, well, what you know, <laughs> we would play, and they put us up in hotels. You know, hotel rooms had to be in the mix on some of those gigs. Food was thrown in. So when we got on that little night tour, uh, the money was good. Uh, the gigs were good. You know, professional staging and sound and all that kind of stuff. Um, Halloween's were cool. Oh, that's awesome. What was one of your favorite places to play in Athens Halloween. besides the hangar? You know, they had Halloween's before. What about Halloween? What about Halloween? This was 1990. Uh, and it was, I'll never forget, it was Halloween night. It was on the 31st. It was a full moon. There was a ring around the moon, one of those kind of nights. There was, you know, 15,000 people in the street. Um, Uh, yeah, I graduated in 90, but I had friends that were getting their master's and their doctorate, and I kept visiting, and so I probably at least went to 95. <laughs> so you know, being I was a probably barrier, there. There's a couple cops on the barrier. There's only three there, and there's, you know, 15,000 people, <laughs> right? And and this girl is kind of trying to get this cop to dance and and he's he's like starting to like that she's kind of flirting with him, <laughs> and and some some guy knocks his hat off, and and I thought uh oh here we go like we're gonna have problems, and he just laughed and picked his hat up and he starts dancing and I'm like <laughs> hey, you know only in Athens what a great what a what a great town. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, it is. It's, and just a lot of good music at that time. And, uh, you know, I always went to the Union a lot. That was one of my favorite places. And, but uh, uh, Those that, were kind of the, the main, 
music places in town at the time. And uh, so we had set up in Ohulis, and this is when we were first starting to kind of really draw people. Um, and we were we only used to charge a dollar a head again. This is, you know, mind you, this is 1986, probably, maybe 87, <clears throat> and charging a dollar a head. So we, we, we would set up in the day, and the place would be empty. And because we lived there, like we'd set up our equipment and right. sound check and like go home, go to our, go to there. Um, and I came back down to Hooley's. We would start at 10 o'clock. I came back down. Hooley's, I guess now it's Jackie O's or something, I think. And um, I think I have that right. Yeah, yeah. And Jimmy Prouty, the owner, he's, he, was way ahead of the curve on that, where he started a brew pub uh, in the late yes, 80s. Yes, I believe and I, so, yeah. I thinking, it's a great little brewery. Doing? You know, like, that was unheard of back then, but he was so far ahead of the curve. Uh, he, he made, he eventually built those those vats that are had them installed that are up front. I, I guess they're Yeah, oh, who has had the cider? In a long, long hmm. time. Or on that yeah. side of town, I've been through, but not over there. But so we we had set up and gone home, and we're charged a dollar. And I I came back down, and it was like nine o'clock, and there was a sign out front that said three the crunch tonight the crunch three dollars. And and like I, I panic, I'm like I go over to Prouty, Jimmy Prouty, the owner. I'm like Jimmy, like we only charge a dollar, man, like. Like, we can't charge $3. Like, what, what are you doing? And he looked around, and the place was packed. I mean, wall to wall. And he goes, he goes, he goes, Dino, they already all paid $3. And I was like, uh, okay, okay, that's what we charge now. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, back then, only the big name <laughs> bands got $3 a head. You know, well... Wow. Yeah, you guys were that good. That's right. And walk home. <laughs> I know. Those are the know? days. It was like a dollar to get in. And like you could get cheap beer for like a dollar a beer. And so for 10 bucks, you could right. have a fun night. <laughs> That's right. Right. So that's what I love about Athens. The walking and... Being able to just kind of leave whenever you want, move around, go wherever you want. And I always felt safe there. I never felt like when I used to go to Ohio State, of course, I partied in Ohio State as well. You just didn't feel as safe as you did in Athens. You know, it was just so big and so many people. So I really like that about Athens. Uh, we do like to end with uh, your favorite memory of Athens. Were you all, Were you there? Uh, what, five years, four years? How long did you spend? I kind of spread it out, and I would stop for a quarter here and there because we were working so much. So I would take off a quarter here, and I took off a quarter there. But when I look back at my transcripts, I had five years' worth of quarters, but I spread them out over seven, which I highly recommend, by the way. Uh, Yeah.
Right. Well, you know, we I, had another person on the podcast that also took seven years, my friend Adam, who was also a musician. So um, that's funny. We had thought that was the longest, but you guys are tied now. <laughs> but well, g- good for you for graduating, though. You know, you did it. My favorite memory. You know what? I I just I, I would tell. You- you did it. You are a bobcat. Well, so what's your favorite memory of those seven years of getting that degree? Or your favorite, you know, memory of I Athens? In the early or... 80s and left in like 91. Um, vibe that it was a really cool scene. People were very friendly with each other. We used to go hang out on the college green. You know, there was no like animosity. Everybody was just like pretty happy-go-lucky. Uh, and, and they they did, and it was it was pretty cool. And when we would go to right. other campuses and play, different groups mingled that, with each other. I thought, you know, the jocks, the frats, the sororities, um, the hippies, know, the punk—they all hung out together. We did all over the. All over the Mac, really. I mean, because all those other schools came to Athens on the weekends because it was, you know, we were the party school. Oh, that's right. You were exposed to a lot of different campuses at that same time. Because when we would go to these other colleges, it's like, wow, they already know us. And it was kind of crazy. You know, that was in the very, very early days. We'd get to like, like, gosh, we got to go play Columbus. And we'd get there and like, wow, they know us. They know our stuff already, our songs. And then we'd go to, like, Bowling Green. Oh, they know us. You know, get to Miami. Oh, they know us. And it was just kind of kind of crazy. And it all grew out of Athens with that, that strong strong vibe. And I, I remember, uh, last thing I'll say is wow. I had a class. And this person that had was a bobcat came to speak at her class. And she worked for, like, CNN or something. Uh. And this was in the – and this was at o, OU – and uh, and this was in the 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 very mid '80s. It was, it was one of the first times I had a big class in a lecture. This is when you're in high school. And somebody or from at- CNN, you know, big okay, place. Okay, this is that, that was, you. I know you grad came to speak, and she said, "I would never forget what she said," and it's and it held true. She said, you "Should be very proud of Athens and Ohio U." And when you get out, when you graduate and you get out into the work world okay, and your resume says Ohio University and anyone that's out there in an influential position that went to OU will help you. And, and she was right. When I graduated and went to Columbus, somebody would see like, like OU or we would talk about it or see it on, I applied, you know, for, I think, uh, B, uh, BNS, I think, was the st- TV station up there. I was just doing, like, media production work uh, on the side. And a lady interviewed me was from was from OU. And she, like, looked at it and looked up and said, you went to OU? And I was like, yeah. She goes, great school. And I was like, mm, you know, I was scared half to death, right? And I'm, like, in this TV station to get a job. And uh, I just didn't say a whole lot. But... Uh, it was cool. It held true. It's a great school. Love pride. Still run into these OU people today. 
I have a restaurant here in Charleston, West Virginia, and right down in the city, I have a sports bar, <laughs> and I've got my OU stuff on the wall. I got an OU clock and a couple little OU things and and roofers. Uh, it's called Adelphi Sports Bar and Grill, and I'm uh, right on Capitol Street in the middle of downtown Charleston. And uh, you know, I stay open seven days a week, and uh, we're open holidays. What's the name and of them? In case any people want to visit, we got a nice cool vibe there. I'm, a, I'm really a restaurant, uh, but I have a big, a long bar in it. I'm a restaurant that serves alcohol. I'm not really a bar that has food, but uh, we got a nice local vibe and sometimes it kind of reminds me of Athens. You like the local vibe going on. That, that's, yes, I'm sorry. Yes. And you have a little bobcat uh, corner there or something, Gravitate huh? towards them. I, I will routinely buy them a beer or a drink uh, if they have an Athens or nice. a Bobcat or an OU shirt on. It nice. just comes with the territory in my place. Mm. Nice. Well, Tim and I are going to come to Athens probably this summer. We wanted to last summer, but you know, we all know what happened then. Um, uh, and have a little uh, something at a bar down there with everybody we've interviewed for this podcast so we can get you back to Athens and, and really hey, uh, uh, even more memories because we have a two lot things of them. Real so, quick, man, we you, still you rode some the shows in Columbus as high uh, as you could. I uh, mean, we didn't get I'm to so this impressed. Year, but we play in a place called the Lazy Chameleon. It's north of Columbus. A <laughs> you little did bit it, on man. Awesome. We times well, thank you for joining us. OU Fest <laughs> of alumni. And, uh, Go ahead. It's a nice thing. And then we do, we do about five shows a year, a couple out in Arizona where Bill, the guitarist has been living and still performing uh, professionally all this time. Uh, so yeah, it's been right. pretty fun. It really is. Uh, and, and I don't have to like be on the road 200 days a year anymore, just about 10 days a year, which is works for me. Right. You're still riding that wave. Roz, I really appreciate y'all. Let's go, Bobcats. We love you, and we'll see you out there. Everybody be well. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Thanks, Thanks so Roz. much for telling your story, Dino. Thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, I just got a big smile on my face. Ah, oh, the memories. <laughs> Bye-bye.